It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. We don't get this right this time. It's over. You put McCarthy back in, you put Trump back in, our democracy is over. I'm not overstating it. That's where we're at. He is the most acute threat to American democracy around and probably in the nation's recent memory and perhaps since the Civil War. Right now, it's on the Democrats to try to change the rules to save American democracy. Democracy itself is on the ballot this November. If I were a betting person right now, I'd say Trump is going to run again. I think that could be the end of our democracy, not to be too... You know, pointed about it. Hillary Clinton said a couple of weeks ago that if he runs and wins, that could be the end of our democracy. Do you share that fear? I do. It would essentially mean the end of democracy in the United States of America, and that is not hyperbole. That will be the end of democracy as we know it. That is a recipe for the end of democracy. The return of Donald Trump to the White House could spell the end of democracy. This protest now is not simply about the death of George Floyd. It's about the death of American democracy. The death of democracy. Potential death of democracy. The death of democracy line stood out to me, Jonathan, because I think that's just factually correct. Voting for show business awards may soon be the last bit of democracy we have left. There are Americans who are willing to threaten folks who are risking their lives every day to keep our children safe. We have to respond to these folks, not by saying that they're just simply marginal voices, but to respond to them as the threats that they represent to our democracy. All right, so it's the end of democracy, the end of democracy, the end of democracy. They say it on CNN, they say it on MSNBC, they say it, you know, everywhere. That's not Fox, that's not uh, One America News, that's not Newsmax. Because um, how this works is they get, like, talking points. Don't think they're that brilliant. They didn't all just come up with that statement by themselves. And, you know, there's a, uh, they're talking about President Trump. If he gets elected, it's the end of democracy. The point to me is just to illustrate to you if you hear a term over and over again, just know that this is part of a propaganda war. Uh, they are concerned about the election coming up, and they want it to be for people that don't, are not tuned in, paying attention. Like if you call your, you know, your your Aunt Betty, who doesn't pay a lot of attention, she will probably tell you that she's been listening to the news, and if Trump is elected, it'll be the end of democracy, because they just go over and over and over the same phrase and so once you know the tools and you know the, the process, you're not as uh, vulnerable uh, to what they're doing. Uh, it is a crucial time in our country. There's no question about it. I want to talk to you about a couple of things this morning. Uh, the shooting in Brooklyn, of course, at least 29 injured. None of them killed. He must have been a terrible shot. Thank God for that. Frank Jones, James is the suspect right now. He looked like a, he dressed like a worker and uh, let off smoke bombs and then started shooting. And just and couldn't and didn't kill anyone. Isn't that something? I mean, it was a horrible ordeal for the people. But again, thank God he was a bad shot. They have not caught him yet. Uh, but now we know that he was a black racist. You know, did I have I said before that racism and wickedness and murder uh, and you know sexual 
crimes, don't know a race. You know, man is intrinsically evil. Mankind, you know, our hearts are desperately wicked, the Bible tells us. Who can know them? Uh, and that's why, you know, the psalmist says, you know, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's something I pray all the time because uh, my heart is desperately wicked. The natural bent of your heart is wickedness, and it has nothing to do with color. And we have a lot of wickedness in our world and in our country, and I think all over the globe people are seeing that, uh, and they but they don't know what the answer is. I, I want to... I really regret, and I want to make amends this morning, time constraints often make it really hard for me to tell you all the things I want to tell you. And I want to remind you, today I want to talk about old news, at least right now. This is old news, but it's up-to-date, real, current-time news, too. And that is that this world has a Savior. (laughs) This world, every person, every group, every color, every race, every language group has a Savior, and he died. I was put on the cross 2,000 years ago. We celebrate that this weekend. He took on your sins, the wickedness of your heart, the wickedness of my heart, the wickedness of this guy, the shooter in Brooklyn, the wickedness of so many other people I'm going to talk to you about this morning. He took that all on himself, uh, And but the deal was you must confess that that person, Jesus, who took your sin on him said, I will take the punishment for you. Whatever you've done, whatever you said, I will I will take the blame. Blame me. Hurt me. Beat me. Um, kill me for that person's wickedness in their heart, expressed and unexpressed. Not just things you've done. Maybe you've never murdered, but maybe you've thought you wanted someone to be dead. Uh, you've never maybe had an affair, but you've certainly thought about it. You've thought about, you've fantasized, you read romance novels, ladies, and you've dreamed about someone besides your husband. You know, we have wicked hearts. And so Jesus died for the things you've done and the things you thought about doing. Because holiness requires all of us to be holy, our thoughts as well as our deeds. You know, Jesus said very clearly when he expanded on the commandments, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you've even thought about uh, a woman with uh, un, looked on a woman with lust, it's the same as committing adultery. That is the level of holiness which God requires. If indeed we could be that holy, that we could have a relationship with the Creator of the world, but it's not possible. We needed a Savior, and so we have one. And this weekend we're going to celebrate that. Uh, um, I, I was just thinking. I always kind of like to think about the timeline of this week. In real time. So, in other words, let's just say this is, you know, the actual timeline of the last few weeks of Jesus' life. He lived till he was 33. Uh, And so, last week uh, would have been the week that he raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, And there was great rejoicing, you know, and so he raised Lazarus from the dead. And then on Friday would have been the day or at least a few days after that, whichever the day was, uh, he was when he got a donkey, asked his disciples to find a donkey, and rode into Jerusalem with people throwing down their their robes, their cloaks, flowers, palm branches, uh, so that he could, uh, like a king, uh, he they hailed him as a king. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then he left, ironically, he leaves the donkey and all of that praise of him 
and love of him poured out from the people of Jerusalem, the Jews in Jerusalem. And he goes into the temple and he sees them, you know, cheating people uh, with uh, sacrifices in the outer court of the temple. And that's when he took out the whip and drove the cheaters, the money cheaters, out of the temple with a whip. The Jesus that you see in posters that's supposed to be so meek and mild and full of love. He's so loving. He loves all of you. And it means that you can do whatever you want because he still loves you, right? That's not Jesus, and that's not God either, by the way. That is a God that people wish for. Uh, He's a God of justice, and so, yes, he has infinite love beyond our comprehension, but he also has infinite anger uh, over our wickedness, and that's why God sent his Son to help to be the mediator to cover our sins. Otherwise, we couldn't be in his presence. All right, so let's come back. Now, we're in this week. This would be the week— uh, when when Jesus uh, was teaching in the temple. So he goes in the temple and he does a lot, a lot of teachings. Uh, he talks about marriage. They ask him some tough questions. He talks about a lot of things. He, uh, he talks, the rich young ruler happens. Well, look, we don't know exact timeline, but according to Luke, the rich young ruler who uh, had so much and wanted to serve Jesus, but Jesus really told him, then sell everything that you have and come follow me. Now, that doesn't mean Jesus thinks you should sell everything you have. He just knew that the rich young ruler, that was the thing that was his God, and he he couldn't uh, couldn't do it. And then he gets into the ends of the age, and that's what I want to read to you, because I think it's relevant today, isn't it? It's relative today. Jesus talks about what's going to happen and what the signs will be of the end of the age. And so uh, some of you have, uh, many of you have heard this, uh, some of you've never heard it, so I want to read it for you, okay? The signs of the end of the age. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they ask, when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? And so let me just say that that did happen. The temple was the you know this incredible structure in the center of Jerusalem. I mean, some of you have been there, and I don't have time to go into all of this, but let me just say that the temple was destroyed 70, in 70 A.D., so some 40 years or so, 36 years, whatever, after the death of Christ, the temple was destroyed. Uh, but this passage is not just about that, so stay tuned. He goes on, he says, um, the disciples ask, when, was, when is this going to happen, when the temple's going to be destroyed and the stones will, be, fall, will fall down? Jesus said, watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and revolutions, don't be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name. This will result in you being witnesses to them. He's saying, when you find yourself in prison, in jail, This has a purpose. You will be witnesses to people that guard you and hold you. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. 
and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. And of course, he's talking about life everlasting because many people have perished in the ensuing 2,000 years, have died physically, but they have not died spiritually. Uh, Remember John 3.16, that those that believe in his name will have everlasting life. So that's what he's talking about. The second death will not happen. You will live eternally. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea fly to the mountains. Let those in the city get out and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Okay, so that most of that took place. Look, it's a, I, it's, this is a prediction, not only of the fall of Jerusalem and the stuff that happened around that when Babylon destroyed it and took away uh, things from the temple back to Babylon, de- desecrated the temple, and that's part of that. But he's talking about other events. This is a mixture of that. You can see by the language here, uh, because um, this is the time of the Gentiles right now, where the Jews, for the most part, don't believe in Jesus. Uh, they are really in a, in a major rebellion um, and hard-hearted, really, for the most part against God's Son, Jesus, refusing to accept him. And so God is using the Gentiles to advance the gospel. That's me, and that's most of you. And so there will be signals, signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And so don't forget that there's more to the story than the disasters. Uh, Look up because your redemption is coming. So don't you dare be discouraged. And as you look toward this weekend, uh, it's going Good Friday where we commemorate the crucifixion and Sunday morning when we celebrate the resurrection, the first one who rose from the dead is Jesus, which gives the promise that we will rise from the dead too. He was the first one and we will follow after. That's our great hope. Stay tuned though. More news when we come back. Sandy Rios in the morning, AFR Talk. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Or Jadu, Director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Her agency administers our country's immigration and naturalization services. Romans 13.1 reminds us of the importance of obeying the laws of a nation. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Ur Jadu as she oversees our country's immigration process. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country, and we are joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. There are two basic realities about growing up in the South, Friday night football and church on Sunday. God and the gridiron, the official religions of the South. It's not unusual to even hear a preacher or a student deliver an invocation before the opening kickoff. They've been doing that for generations in Jefferson County, Alabama, but not anymore. The Freedom From Religion Foundation filed a complaint. Someone took offense by prayers delivered at two local high schools. The out-of-town atheist said Christian prayers recited over a public address system are illegal. The school board consulted with their attorneys and decided it would be best to stop the prayers. Now, this being Alabama, I suspect the school board and the atheist are in for a rude awakening because anybody who's been to a Baptist church revival meeting knows a preacher does not need a microphone. He'll just rely on the good Lord for amplification. I'm Todd Stearns. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Federal prosecutors tell us that one of the two suspects claimed to have ties to Pakistani intelligence. And the FBI tells us that they lived here in this luxury building behind me. But also, the FBI is claiming that people out here are trying to figure out how did this happen, and the neighbors are surprised. It's pretty shocking to everyone that lives here. This man, who doesn't want to be identified, reacts to federal prosecutors charging his neighbors, 40-year-old Arian Taharzadeh and 36-year-old Haider Ali with falsely impersonating federal agents. These were two guys who were around all the time. People recognized them. They were very friendly and said hi to everyone in the building and really tried to integrate themselves into the community. Federal prosecutors say they deceive people, including Secret Service agents, giving them gifts. One agent worked on First Lady Dr. Jill Biden's security detail. Did you suspect that they would allegedly do something like this? No, uh, no, not at all. I mean, they went out of their way. They were actually very good neighbors. More than a dozen FBI agents arrested his neighbors yesterday evening. These are some pictures of Arian Taharzadeh from the arrest warrant against him, posing in a uniform and tactical gear. 
He's accused of providing Secret Service officers and agents with rent-free apartments, including a penthouse worth over $40,000 a year, along with a drone, iPhones, surveillance systems, a TV, and policing tools. The Secret Service says its agents have been placed on administrative leave during this investigation. It's alarming, um, especially for this area. Lamar Myers lives near the suspects, a few blocks away from the U.S. Capitol. It's super disturbing, um, and because it's right next to the Capitol, it makes you think, like, I mean, it can happen anywhere, so... Um, yeah, we just, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's been rectified. Really just nice guys, so it's very shocking. Very shocking, all right. Uh, you know, it's it's really amazing. That's a story that broke just a couple of days ago, and I didn't, didn't uh, get around to it. But uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to play that for you, now these are Pakistani nationals, and they were, uh, they were impersonating Department of Homeland Security agents, and they infiltrated Secret Service detail. You heard it. I mean, he explained it. Uh, money, uh, you know, luxury apartments. It's really a huge scandal. But here's the other part of the scandal. They've been granted bail. They have been granted bail. They've been granted bail by a judge in Washington, D.C. Let's see, what's his name? His name is Judge Michael Harvey. So uh, let's see. They're Pakistani nationals, and this sounds like, I, I, listen, I can tell you that the Pakistanis are very dangerous. They've got a, a Islamic group, Al-Jabad something, I forget. It's got an interesting name. Very dangerous. And the, and the person that was prosecuting asked the judge, please, not to let them out on bail, but he did. He let them out on bail, which reminds me, let's see, what group of people right now are in jail in D.C. who cannot get out on bail, and they're not even, they haven't even been charged with crimes. They're detainees. Official charges haven't been brought against many of them, and they can't get bail. Maybe a couple have gotten bail. They can get bail sometimes if they will recant their view of the 2020 election or if they'll, you know, uh, change their mind officially and sign it uh, about Donald Trump, that he's really not good at all. If they, you know, agree to change their thinking, like, you know, as in the old gulags, uh, then they can get bail. Uh, I would guess it would be the J6 prisoners who have been so horrifically treated it's just shocking to me. So these two Pakistani nationals were granted bail by a judge in D.C. yesterday, but they can't get bail. Not only that, they can't get decent food. They are beaten in prison. They're put in solitary confinement. And these uh, Pakistani um, men who have infiltrated at the highest levels of our intel, you know, our our secrets. As who could get higher than the Secret Service in terms of getting closer to the executive branch, to the to the president, and to his his family? This is disgraceful. It really is. And uh, that reminds me one other thing about the J6 prisoners. Um, Julie Kelly writes today that this jury, yesterday or the day before, two D.C. juries have unanimously convicted J6 protesters on obstruction of an official proceeding felonies. The first time this law has been used in this way. The le- she said the left can cheer for now, but criminalizing political activity will have lasting repercussions. But here's the thing. The two guys that were convicted, uh, one of them never went to the Capitol, and the other went into the building long after the joint session had recessed. So it's an absolute lie, but it doesn't matter. And that brings me to something we have very special for you tomorrow. We uh, were able to interview three of the detainees in the D.C. jail. Uh, we recorded it last night. And we're going to play for it 
play it for you tomorrow. You'll get to hear uh, uh, me talk to them and ask them questions and to give you some practical advice about how you can help them. And so that'll be a tomorrow's show, and I hope that you will, will tune in. And there are things you can do. There's GoFundMe pages where you can help them, and there are also you can always write to, write to them, patriotmailproject.com. Many of you have been doing that. It's time to rekindle that again. Remember that, uh, Patriot Project, um, patriotmailproject.com. Also, I have interviewed um, Matthew Pana, uh, ah, his last name is Perna, Matthew Perna. His aunt uh, joined me to talk about, you know, he was a J6 detainee who took his own life about a month ago. Terrible. And um, so I interviewed his aunt, and we will be playing that shortly too. So I just wanted to tell you, that's, um, that's something to be concerned about and keep praying about. And uh, just another illustration of the fact that we uh, live in a fallen, horrible world, and it seems to be getting worse. But, you know, I, one thing you're going to see with these guys, the prisoners in the D.C. jail, their spirit is incredible. They have grown and bonded together. They have, you know, they, they do Bible study together. Uh, they exude God's word. They do scriptures in their writings. Uh, it's just amazing what God is doing. I'm, I'm really anxious to see what God is going to do in their lives when they get out because uh, they'll never be the same. Uh, and they, I doubt, actually, they may not want to go through what they went through, but they won't want to go back to who they were before. So, um, all right. I, I got, I've had lots of interesting email from you, and I'm going to just say this is um, all over the map in terms of subject matter. But uh, if you always, if you want to email us, you can do that at sandy at afr.net, sandy at afr.net. That's the best place to contact me. I try to read all of them. I don't always quite make that, and I don't respond to them. Rarely do I, just because I just there's only one of me, and just I don't have enough time. Uh, but I do care very much about uh, what you share with me, and a lot of times I can't tell you how badly I feel that I cannot help every single person because there are some serious problems that, and it really bothers me if I could clone myself. I wish I, I need to be like. Remember Moses tried to take on too much. I'm not Moses, but. I know what it's like to try to take on too much, and I regret that. But I do love to hear from you, and sometimes I am able to help. Also, remember that we post almost everything on Getter now. We're off of Facebook for the most part. Uh, the show is posted every day at Getter, and uh, we uh, hear from you on Getter. So that's how you can uh, see what we are, what we're doing. Okay, this is from uh, Rhonda. She said, "Thank you so much for giving Mo Brooks an outlet this morning." Mo is candidate for Senate in Alabama. We I interviewed him on Monday. Uh, she said, um, uh, thank you for all that you do to bring the truth to your audience. We don't encourage you enough. Um, I don't know. I think I don't feel that way. But anyway, just know that we are fighting hard over here in Alabama on our knees in our little part of the world. It is exhausting. <laughs> I know it's exhausting for you also. It is exhausting. <laughs> then she says, I think we surely are going to go home before too long. I, I kind of think, you know, we hope for that. That's our hope. But, of course, time with God is not the same as it is for us, Rhonda. So we don't know, you know, when soon is in God's view. But thanks for writing in. It was my pleasure to interview uh, Mo Brooks. I think he's a good, solid candidate. The, the other candidate that is um, in the race is uh, uh, Senator Shelby, one of Senator Shelby's staffers. And people are concerned that um, my the concerns I hear from Alabamians is that she is certainly the establishment candidate, uh, as Shelby turned out to be after all those years in Cong uh, the Senate, he turned. He really did, uh, I think, turn his back on conservatives. That's my personal view. He's not running. It's his seat. But um, 
Anyway, so there you go. And so this is um, from Bill. He's uh, referring to my interview last Friday uh, on cryptocurrency and on what the government has uh, to... um, What's his name? My guest. Help me, Adam, when you get a chance here. I'll put his name. Ben Weingarten. So Ben was our guest, and Ben wrote a great article for Newsweek on what's happening on this. And um, Bill responded by saying... um, he, that he didn't think Ben did a good job of capturing the expanding nature of the crypto world. And then he gives some suggestions on that, uh, of learning more about it from uh, Bill Barrett, CEO of Abra, and uh, he has a weekly show on Money Talks. Uh, so I, he said, honestly, I don't think your guest viewed anywhere near the totality of the crypto world, uh, but his perspective was interesting. So Bill, just in defense of uh, Ben, the the idea of the interview for me was not to explore the crypto world, just to give a taste of it so that people could understand conceptually what it's all about. And then also, but the main story was that the Biden administration wants to federalize cryptocurrency and make a, an official currency that is virtual and uh, have everyone banking at a central bank so that the federal government knows and controls everything you spend uh, uh, through through um, through a cryptocurrency. And so that was really, and the dangers of that, that was really the point of the interview. So, But I am interested in more inter- information about cryptocurrency because I do think it's the future, for better or for worse, I think for worse. This is from, this from I'm going to give the last name here because if you are in um, Illinois, you'll know Jeremy Conaway is the chairman of the Mercer County Republican Central Committee, and uh, he says he listens every day, which is, that's so nice, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're listening. He said he was a preacher's kid. He was raised in a Christian home, and he, he enjoys the show. Uh, he wanted to just sort us out. Oh, this is complex for the moment. Well, let me just say, let me see if I can consolidate this. We had a caller last time I opened the phone lines from Southern Illinois, uh, and maybe this is uh, the Quad Cities area. <clears throat> And they're in that particular district. It's the 17th. There's Charlie Helmick, who's running against Esther Joy King. Um, and uh, Jeremy is concerned that there's misinformation, and there always is on candidates, trust me. But he ba- he says that Charlie Hem- Helmick is a, a, um, a veteran, and that's one of the reasons uh, why people uh, are impressed by him, but that he's concerned about Charlie uh, saying things about his opponent that aren't true, Esther Joy King. He says that Esther Joy is the, the establishment candidate. Jeremy says that that's not true. Uh, he says uh, he knows her very well. She's also, um, she grew up with the daughter of Christian missionaries serving on the U.S.-Mexico border. She's a small business owner and attorney and currently serving veteran with the rank of captain in the Army Reserves. Uh, she ran to uh, oppose Sherry Bustos, and I guess Sherry is a notorious to conservatives in Illinois. She's called the Nancy Pelosi Jr. there. And um, Esther Joy uh, came in, I think, with 50, uh, 48% of the votes, so she almost won. And so um, I think it's uh, Jeremy's calculation that Esther is the better candidate because he feels that she's the honest person in this race and is qualified and has shown that she can win. So um, I'm just telling you what he's saying. It's Jerry Conway, and uh, it's the Mercer County Republican Central Committee. So, you know, I don't know about all these races. I'm just going to repeat what you're saying, and you guys can take that. Uh, Janice writes to tell me that the primary in Tennessee is on May 3rd. I don't know what I said it was. I've got it in my calendar, which I don't have near the desk here, but 
I've got all the primaries um, mapped out. Maybe the information I got was wrong. I'll check that out, uh, make sure that I know I copied it correctly, but maybe my uh, source, maybe it's changed since that was written. Um, this is from Jerry. <laughs> he says, I have my hand on the mute button until your intro is over. I cannot listen to Chris Matthews introducing you and how he says your name. Please edit that out. <laughs> well, Jerry, um, you surely don't, you really, really don't want me to do that, do you? Like, edit out everything. I, there would be a very short intro if I edited out, you know, um, what I'm a musician, I can't help it because a lot of people hate that part. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure what else, but... Um, so I'm kind of stuck with it. So I'm sorry you don't like Chris, but he's no longer on the air. And that's when I listen to the intro, when I even think about it, I realize that so many people in that opening um, are not on the air anymore, or some of them have died. Uh, there's Eric Bowling, you know, who was, who, and Alan Combs has died. Uh, Alan and I used to, I know Alan well, we used to banter all the time on the air. I used to do a lot of television, uh, a lot of television. I hosted CN, CNN uh, with um, uh Paul Bagala, he was my counterpart several times. I used to be a guest on um, on um, that before I was hosting it on occasion. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is one of the other persons on the intro. Of course, Bill is long gone from Fox, and then Chris Matthews is long gone from MSNBC. So I guess it's my ghost, my ghost opening. Um, Laura Ingram is still there though, and then the guy from NPR is on there too. I don't know his name, but I think he's still around. So I'm sorry to offend you, Jerry, but. I guess it's just going to have to stay. Uh, This is from Dean in Ohio. He says, Josh Mandel is a swamp dweller. Dweller. Josh is running for Senate in a race of about four or five, and I interviewed him last week. He says, please stop giving him free publicity. You're playing into the hands of the corrupt Republican Party. Um, Mark Pukita is the fighter we need. Mark is a Christian, successful businessman, and he must have at least 10% of the vote. Um, Dean, let me just say that my uh, I, there are really good people that support Josh Mandel. I'm not saying everybody that's, you know, everybody supports, but I'm not getting my information from, from the Republican Party. Uh, but um, all, you also have to remember, Dean, you've got you to support someone that can win. Um, it, 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 with a race like that and a group of candidates like that, I think Josh has got some strong competition from two other candidates but if Mark is only getting 10%, it's probably not likely. So you want the best conservative that you can get uh, that's realistically going to win. So just keep that in mind. You have to be smart as well as, you know, use your principles. Both are, both are important. Dean is a commander of the U.S. Coast Guard, retired, by the way. What a great thing to know. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Hannah took her pain to God, and God heard her and was with her. Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true, and if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. And a second is like it. 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When queried by the Pharisees concerning the greatest commandment, Jesus answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He then said the second greatest commandment is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't simply say you shall love your neighbor. He said Christ followers must love our neighbors as ourselves. Christian duty requires us to employ discernment and active empathy. We worship our Lord when we put ourselves in one another's shoes as we do life together and resolve misunderstandings. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. The communist government has spoken. There's no room for Christianity within the walls of China. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and the man named Katsu is an evangelical pastor, a little more than 50. He serves outside of Beijing. I won't identify his village. But I would guess he has been beaten and jailed 25 times over the course of his ministry. Most recently, they beat him so severely he could not get up for a week. They let him go and told him to never speak of Jesus again. About a week later, a knock came on his door. He was somewhat reluctant to open it, but he found Hyo the bitter atheist interrogator who beat him terribly had one question that burned in his heart all week long why were you at such peace when we were beating you so Katsu would open his door open his Mandarin Bible and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ together they've witnessed thousands coming to Christ who all need Bibles in China at $5 a Bible would you call 800-YES-WORD 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 or give at sendbiblesnow.org that's sendbiblesnow.org work. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg will not be spending some $400 million to facilitate this year's election. His decision may have had something to do with last week's rollout of a powerful video indictment of the impact of a similar donation by Zuckerberg and his wife in the 2020 race. The movie is called Rig, the Zuckerberg-funded plot to defeat Donald Trump. It documents how so-called Zuckbucks lavished primarily on local election officials in Democratic districts, involving, in some cases at least, actually staffing their balloting operations, had the predictable effect of corrupting the results. Zuckerberg may spend millions more this year on what he calls an alliance for election excellence, but he better be very careful. So far, eight states have banned the sort of philanthropy he engaged in last cycle, and there's talk he may face prosecution for undermining election integrity. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, so Sandy Rios back. I forgot. I forgot to give you the phone number because I want to talk to you now. It's 888-589-8840. You can, uh, you know, anything that's on your mind, as long as, you know, it's uh, you think of your words carefully and don't, you know, don't stutter. It'll take a lot of time. But, you know, really, whatever you want to talk about, 888-589-8840. Let me just remind you, tomorrow we are going to be talking to uh, three detainees in the D.C. Uh, gulag, really, is what we're calling it. It is the gulag, the American gulag. And uh, so they will join me, and I think that you will find it really very moving. And then Friday, we have a special uh, Friday program for Easter uh, with music. Um, I don't, it's the one time, well, twice a year, I guess, I sing to you. <laughs> at least via recording. 
And so some of it will be some of my music. You've heard it before, and uh, that's what we'll do on Friday. But I think it's a, just a wonderful way to set us up for the Easter weekend. Uh, I want to tell you that, um, let's see, uh, there's a preschool teacher in Florida who had a lot to say about her role as a, well, I'll let her tell you. This is clip eight. Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being Polly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. Uh, at one point last year, I had explained to them that I was not Miss Lois or Mr. Lois. It's just Lois because I'm not a boy or a girl. And this was all well and good until October when I also explained to them that I'm pagan. So I am also a witch. And at one point, I got in a haircut, and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. And I come into work, and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who's my favorite, suddenly yells, no, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh. So, you have been sing, uh, if you sent your kids to preschool lately, I suggest you maybe reconsider that. Let your mom do that, your grandma, or see if you can survive without working. Uh, so that's, that's the kind of people teaching our kids. And that reminds me of this email from Sherry. Uh, she said that they went uh, with some friends to their usual neighborhood restaurant, and they, this is in uh, Texas. And she said they bowed their head to pray, and while they were praying, the guy across the aisle from us began yelling, stop it, stop it, cut it out. And um, she said she kept praying and increasing the volume and then ended with, in Jesus' name. Uh, turns out he's, she said he's transgender, and she said, uh, I live near Dallas. It isn't against the law for citizens to pray in public, is it? Uh, no, it is not, Sherry, and that's pretty upsetting information. Let me just say quickly, if I could, um, it, it would be, in a case like that, if any of us are in that situation, it's a great time to engage people, uh, to ask them what about this upsets you. If you if they can have a rational conversation, you could actually even pray for him in your prayer. That would be a good thing too. I would really avoid anger and mockery. I would be determined, uh, but not angry, because those people are um, so messed up, and and some of them are really wicked. Listen, I've been right in the midst of them in rallies and demonstrations, and some are really possessed. So that's a different, you have to be very discerning, but um, a lot of them are just people who have had really horrific upbringings, a lot of holes in their life and in their heart, and they're trying to fill it, and they need compassion if that's possible. So you can be, I don't mean give in, I don't mean be nice, you know me, I'm not saying be nice, you know, I mean say something significant, make that moment count. All right, now, let's go to Shirley in Tennessee. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. It's good to speak with you again. It's and good to hear to your voice. You. <laughs> Praise the Lord for a beautiful day. I was listening to one of the um, shows earlier, and it's something that I've been studying as well. A lot of people are saying there's going to be a one-world government, and everybody's going to come together against Christians. I don't see that in the Bible. I'm looking at Revelation 17:12, where it speaks of ten horns which come together. I believe the ten nations of Europe, they're going to have one mind and give their power and their strength over to the system, the beast system with the ruler over it. And we'll notice that the ten horns are going to turn on that system, hate the ruler of it, burn that ruler's country, 
uh, after they desecrate it, burn it with fire, which I believe to be the ten nations to be Europe, and they're going to go against Rome. However, I've also wanted to say that another reason I believe that is verse 4 in Revelation 17, the woman arrayed in purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones, holding the golden chalice in her hands, seven mountains, all of that denotes Rome, and it's historically been that way. Even our forefathers who started up the Christian um, churches and things, Martin Luther and all of them pointed to the Pope of Rome, whichever one it'll be at the time, probably this one, as the Antichrist. So I wanted to encourage everybody, the ships of Kittim are going to go against him. Titans from the east will trouble him. It's not going to be a one-world government till Christ comes back. World without end in Jesus, amen. So praise the Lord. We're going to shout this Easter, because not all of us are going to be taken down with this Antichrist regime. Yeah, well, that's the truth, and that is, that's the best part, uh, Shirley. That's the point I didn't make as eloquently as you just did, and that is that, that yes, it, things are going to get bad, and there will be suffering, uh, but the God has not forgotten his people. He has not forgotten his people. He has a plan for us, and we don't have to be afraid. We just don't have to be afraid. Shirley, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. The one thing I would say, if Shirley were still with me, is that I don't, <laughs> I just, I am not one to say, I don't, I think, I have a problem with declaring what really is and isn't in the book of Revelation, uh, because I just don't think we know. But it's interesting to speculate, no, no doubt about it, and don't take that to mean you shouldn't study it. I think you should. And then when it happens, you're going to say, oh, that was what that was. Oh, that's what that meant. That's what the ten horns were. Uh, so just be prepared to be surprised because I, I'm, we usually are not right about what we think things are going to be. The phone number is 888-589-8840. Let's go to Joe in Ohio. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for all you do. Have a happy Easter weekend. Thank you. My uh, conservative Uh-oh. early voting has already started. In- oh, your phone is clicking oh, out. As- Early voting has started in Ohio. I remind the, yes, early voting has started in Ohio. I'd like to remind the conservative pro-life voters to get out and vote. Uh, many other states also. Uh, we can't afford any more rhinos in Ohio, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, so many times us pro-life conservatives will wait till the general election and then wonder why we don't have any choices. Well, now is the time to get active with your conservative pro-life candidates in your district. Get support them in the primaries, and let's take this country back. God bless yes, you. Yes, Joe. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Don't, don't hang up, Joe, because you got to tell me what your thoughts are about the Senate race. Oh, I lost him already. All right. Well, I don't know, but he is right. Uh, as I've said many times, and I'll say again, uh, we have to vote in the primaries, meaning conservatives and especially Christians. If you ha- even want to hope of having a candidate that will represent your values, you got to go vote now. So early voting in Ohio, then, but do your do your due diligence. There are a lot of great candidates running, so let's make sure they win. Okay, all right. This is um, what's uh, let's go to uh, Cherie or Sherry in Illinois. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Sandy. You are a masterpiece. Thank you for your work for all of us. Oh, well, thank you. My pleasure, Sherry. That's sweet yeah. to say. So, okay. I want to address the Secret Service thing that went on. Um, I worked in banking, and there are, there are ways you're supposed to, first of all, the people who receive the bribes, they know, or the housing discounts, they know they're supposed to not do that and watch out for it. And also, there's reporting requirements to identify structured transactions in banking. But in this case, 
who was monitoring the guy, the people who were taking the bribes, and where's the accountability for them? Because not only are the perpetrators, um, I believe, criminally, you know, wrong or responsible, but the people who received it are accountable too. And where is that coming in? Sherry, I bet you know the answer. I bet it, it if I said to yet. you that the system is broken, <laughs> the justice, there is no justice right now, very little bit. You know, you see spatterings of it occasionally. But for the most part, there's no justice for good people right now, especially in Washington, D.C. And so I don't know specifically names, but you can bet that just like the judge let them out on bail. Who, you know, what's that all about? Uh, these Pakistani nationals infiltrating the Secret Service and they're out on bail. Oh, they're no risk of uh, flight risk. I'm sure they're not a flight risk, uh, Sherry. So um, that's a joke. Of course, they're a flight risk. So I don't know. But thanks for just kind of bringing us back to honing. We have to speak what's true. We have to say this is where the bar should be. And uh, so what you just shared was very important, even if we don't expect them to follow that. So thank you, Sherry. Let's go to um, Michelle in Texas. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. So what's on your mind? So... I was wondering if you had seen the new documentary called Watch the Water that hit Monday. I haven't. Okay, so that actually, they have all the evidence, and Dr. Artisan worked on this for many, many months, and they have proof now that COVID is from a serpent. So it's actually like snake bite, and that's why it's infecting every organ from head to toe. And it is actually even in the vaccines. And so that's why children are not as affected because they have more melatonin. Uh, what is it for sleeping? And melatonin. And smokers but- also are not infected as much because the nicotine blocks whatever receptors the snake venom. Michelle, after. hang on a second. Uh, what's the source for this? I know it's the movie, but who who's behind this information? So it's Dr. Artis. I don't know who that is. You know, that I've never heard that from anyone else. I guess that's why, I, you know, just be careful. I can't, uh, I can't endorse or argue with you. It's just I have not heard that from any other source, and I do read a lot. So just be careful. I don't know if that's true or not. Whatever it is, COVID is horrible. If it comes from, you know, I think it's manufactured. I think that's pretty much, I don't know. I'm not even going to push back because I don't know. I'm just telling you, just be careful what you read and what you watch and make sure the sources are reliable. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate the fact that you're so concerned you'd watch something like that and that you're trying to get to the bottom of things. So thank you. Let's go to um, let's go to Lisa in Louisiana. Good morning, Lisa. Yes. What's on your mind? Can you hear me? Yes, I can okay. hear you. Well, I, I just wanted to say that I love your introduction. So, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also I wanted to address the, uh, the teacher that claim to be a witch. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say that that seems like it's really a movement that is going on right now in our society, and it's indoctrinating our young people because, you know, whenever I go shopping, I see, uh, you know, a lot of the moon and the stars, and, you know, that represents Islamic religion, actually, because I looked it up. Uh, even though it may be, you know, God created the moon and stars, but, you know, things are about symbolism. And there's so many of our celebrities that are actually claimed to be witches yep. and practice witchcraft. 
And yep, like that's... the Olsen twins, you've got the Olsen twins, you've got Beyonce that practices black magic. You've got, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Sammy Davis that was uh, part of the um, Church of Satan. You know, there's so many people that, you know, our children look up to, uh, oh, I want to be like that person or whatever, but they are practicing black magic. Yeah, Lisa, let me just jump in and say this is this is not new. Um this is not new. I think the thing that's new is that they they're out and proud. You know, they talk about it a lot more. And of course, when they start doing that, it creates they clone more of themselves and of the belief in it. it's pantheism. You know, it's like worshiping everything. Uh they worship nature. They don't really worship nature. They worship Satan, but they they call it pantheism. So yeah, very interesting, and I didn't know about that, Those about the celebrity twins. Oh, boy. Lisa, thanks. And let, let's go to um, Nelson in Texas. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning, Sandy. Thank you for calling my call. My t- thank, you for, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, my pleasure. I say, when I go protesting, most times I go with a group, but sometimes I go by myself. I have two signs. One sign says the Democrats stole the 2020 election. And the other side says what Joe Biden said. We spoke. We put together the most inclusive voter history fraud. The other sign I have it says Caitlyn Jenner is a man, and the other side of the sign says God created them, men and women. Genesis one twenty seven. As Christian conservative small Republicans, we have to stand up to the wickedness that they left us. If not, they will destroy us. One last thing. I strongly believe what JPEG has done and what the LGBT group is doing, LGBT group, they're going to destroy Disney. Yes, I think you're right, Nelson. I, I think you're right. I, I, I can't see that ending well. And that's so sad. I mean, that just breaks my heart. I, I said that on the air recently, so I shouldn't ex- say it too much more again. But it's a, an American institution. And, of course, remember that the part of the Marxist leftist uh, goal is to destroy everything that you are familiar with so that you are dependent then on the control of the state. And that's what this is all about. Destruction of everything. Nelson, thank you. And all of you have a wonderful Easter. Sandy Rios in the morning. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.